Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome back to part two of this wonderful episode with the Williams family. They're lovely. Here we go. Just one more thing about Dylan was that uh, Dylan has always liked dolls. Yeah. There was just, remember this thing in France and uh, he liked, bar- he's liked all different types of brands, brats. Uh, he likes American Girl and Barbies. Anyway, mm-hmm. and I was really chuffed. Mm-hmm. And I think, how old was he then? About six, seven? Yeah, quite small. I was really chuffed. We were in France and that oh, was 2012. They were allowed to get something, weren't they? Were they were to get something. And I found uh, Mermaid Barbie. He also loved mermaids. And I was like, here um, we go, mate. Look at that. And he was a bit like, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> That's yeah, like, almost like he thought he shouldn't. He thought he shouldn't. It. He just there was that conflict you could just tell of like my Ooh. dad's turned me out on a made Barbie, and I was like, oh, I'm really trying really hard there. <laughs> I was oh. right at the back. <laughs> I think other people were quite weird about them liking dolls and stuff because we did like if for Christmas Dylan got American Girl a couple of times, and people would be like, mm. "What are you getting them for Christmas?" And if I said it was a doll, some people did react quite strangely, like, "What you're giving one of your sons a doll?" And it's like, and yeah, he America- likes dolls. And because American you know? Doll is hideously expensive. Yeah, well, I don't we know were just being that. tight. It wasn't yeah. a doll. But like, we would let them have what they wanted for Christmas. You know, we wouldn't necessarily, you know, buy the boys cars and the. Lola, a doll, whatever. If they wanted dolls or whatever they wanted, they could have that. We Lola wanted a gun. Did, Quinn definitely got some of those dress-up shoes, didn't he, when he was quite yeah, yeah. little? Those clippy-cloppy plastic shoes. Well, all joking aside, this is lovely. You know, it's lovely that you're creating that atmosphere at home. So, Lola, um, can we come to you and your story a little? How mm-hmm. uh, spectacular and of an explosion was your coming out? Um, who cried? Were there emergency dog walks? These are my questions. Um, I don't think I even came out, so I was just completely disappointed. Everyone, I'm so sorry, but I don't remember it. I don't think I came out. I think I was having an argument with mum, and she doesn't even remember this. We were talking about this the other day, and she doesn't even remember it. So rude. Anyway, I was having an argument with her or something, and then we were talking about the difference between pansexual and bisexual. And I'm pansexual, and she was like, "Well, are you one of these things then?" And I was like. I could be. I could be if I wanted to be or something. And then I just kind of went to the toilet and then she was like, okay. And then we just ignored it and carried on. I think that was ah, it. And then I just started talking about girls probably, realistically. I don't think anything that interesting happened. You're in a relationship with a girl now, aren't you? So, but you have, I think you've said yourself though, in your early, like when you sort of were realising <coughs> your sexuality, you did go out with a few boys because you felt like you 
didn't want to necessarily go out with girls then like you found that a bit difficult I think at the beginning didn't you yeah well at the beginning when I realized so I actually realized because of Quinn because Quinn recommended this tv show to me on Netflix which is still on Netflix very good tv show it's called everything sucks it's brilliant and I was watching it and in it the lead female has a crush on another girl and I didn't even think about being gay at all until I saw this and I had the biggest crush on one of them and I was like oh my god and I didn't tell anyone for years I was at I was at my primary school still because it went up to year eight and I was there I realized like year seven year eight and I didn't tell anyone anything until around year nine when I joined another school and I thought you know what this is kind of weird to hide. Why am I hiding this? It's weird. But I didn't tell any of my best friends anything because I was just, like, terrified that they would think I was a complete weirdo or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Interesting. And, Kelly, is that how you remember it? Um, I, don't, I don't know what we were arguing about. <laughs> I think it just became clear that she sort of quite liked girls as well. And I thought, OK, mm-hmm. well, if she likes girls, that's all right. And, you know, um, I, I don't know... If, I don't think Lola will mind me saying that she really did struggle a bit about that sort of time. I think that she, whether it's to do with realising her sexuality, she was very, really unhappy for a bit. And actually, I didn't care who she fancied, so long as she was slightly less unhappy. I certainly didn't Mm -hmm. really care if it was girls or boys or... I mean, she went through a really unhappy time, probably about... She probably started when in her last, maybe year, year eight, Dolly, do you think? And then when she went to her new school, I think she struggled at the beginning of that and, and that was manifesting itself in not wanting to go to school and she was really, really unhappy. And so I think the fact that she liked girls or boys or both really didn't make any difference to us because we were more worried about the fact that she was really unhappy. Yeah, so more, actually more our happiness than yeah, we didn't anything really, else. Like it doesn't matter... That didn't matter to us. Like, obviously, we don't, we don't expect her to be happy the whole time because that's ridiculous. No one's happy the whole time. But we don't want mm. her to be incredibly unhappy and struggling. Mm. So, and I do feel that that coincided with her realising that maybe she wasn't straight or that she did like girls and boys and... Do you know what I mean? I feel that was yeah. a similar sort of yeah. time. All of that happened. I don't know if Lola feels the same. What do, you, what do you think about that, Lola? I think... I don't think it was... I think I, I didn't tell my parents about this during the time, but I think it wasn't because I was real. I knew my sexuality in around year eight, so I knew before I moved to this other school where I had a really tough time. I think it was more the relationships that was making it a tough time. Not really. It was kind of because they were with girls, and these girls were not gay. Like uh-huh. little bunny ears, not gay, and all this stuff. And were like they would like lead me on and stuff, and then I would just kind of get in a relationship with them, and then they would go and cheat on me with a boy or something like that, and it would just be like, well, I can't really give you that because I'm not a boy, I'm not like this, you know. But also, I think during that time where I was having a tough time, it was also a lot to do with my gender. It wasn't just sexuality. Like I s- still am quite struggling with my gender and things, but mm-hmm. it's like everything is intertwined. But I do feel like more of the tough time was due to the relationships and the invalidation with my sexuality and stuff. And, like, mm. the boys at school would be like, oh, that's so hot to me. And they would always call me, like, really sexy stuff just because I was I liked girls and things like that. And at that time, I was presenting female. So it's like, lesbians, oh, that's so hot. Every time that someone found out I was gay, all the bo- like they would come up to me and they'd be like, oh, you're so hot, that's so hot. I wish I could see you making out with a girl and stuff like that, like, right to my face, which is just Whoa. weird. And I would tell and what them age were just- you then, then? I think I was 13, 14-ish, maybe. 
I've got yeah. all this to look forward to. Um, yeah. so, Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy that phone call. So that makes complete sense, Lola. Like, and it's really interesting, isn't it? Because do you feel like anyone you had anyone you could talk to about that stuff at that time? Because it's big, big, complex things to be wrestling with. I think at that time, I probably did. I did have people to talk to, but I didn't want to talk to them. I wanted to be able to solve everything by myself. But then I really couldn't, and I was having struggles with like self harm and things. And I definitely could have been talking to people. It just was kind of this idea, and I was like, nope, you can't talk to anyone about this. No one's gonna understand because you're weird and you're different. And you feel things differently to other people, so you can't talk to anyone. But my parents were really good around this time. I went to a few therapists and stuff to try and talk stuff out. But mainly it was like, as soon as I would get into a relationship with this one particular girl, I would be really happy. I'd have no issues. My cell phone would be completely fine. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. I'd be absolutely fine. And then something would happen and it would all just crash on itself. And it was all based around this one person. And if I just talked to someone about it... I probably would have ended it really a lot earlier and had a lot easier time compared to mm. all this stuff. That's really interesting. And that was sort of the what I was trying to get at with my question to you, Dylan, earlier about doing your post, your social media post, rather than talking to your parents, is that I think that sometimes we feel like we have to do this on our own when actually we can talk to people. And I wonder if there was any of that in it for you. But both of you, Lola and Dylan, like, do you feel... Like you've got great parents. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you know, does it, does it, because I listen to your parents and I'm like, wow, if we could just install that software in a few more parents around the planet, we'll be doing good things. Or do you just kind of go, oh, I don't really think about it? To be honest, I didn't, uh, for a while, I really didn't think about it at all. I just thought, you know, everyone's parents should be like this. So then I just thought everyone's parents were like that because that's what they should be like, you know. But yeah. then I've got a friend and her mom is so just like, really against queer people in general and all this stuff and I didn't really think about the issues that she was going through and stuff because I just assumed that everyone's parents were like mine so it's kind of like when you realize when you like interact with people who have had tough situations and stuff you realize how lucky you are Mm. and Dylan what about you I think like mum and dad are pretty good with everything like I've got friends at school and we've spoken about like if they were queer like a lot of them have said like, their parents would not be happy and, like, stuff like that. I mean, I've never really spoken to some or, like, been with people that have not been accepted. It's very easy when you have parents like ours to forget that there are people like that. Mm. And are you viewed, this is a question for all of you, um, are you viewed as a family who are unusual or are people completely yeah. accepting or are you viewed as this wonderful liberal uh Bubble of probably amazing. a bit of both I would say like some yeah. people probably think we're a bit odd for, because we're not 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 bothered whether our children are queer or whatever but like I think some older generations as well like I think we've got some family who they don't mean like we've certain members of our families probably say things that are not our older members of families like my, maybe my auntie and uncle type age <coughs> group um, might say mm. things to the children that we would think were quite inappropriate they probably don't see it as inappropriate um, mm. and I'd certainly have a few friends like a, a one friend I'm thinking of just thinks that how can you end up with three children that are all queer and we're in a straight sex you know relationship whatever mm. relationship I don't know I think there's probably people don't say to us that they think we're odd <laughs> one of my colleagues at work the other day it just came out that, that all the kids are queer and she she said so she said to me, so are you gay? I went, no. <laughs> so your wife's butch then. 
No. <laughs> and it's just like she just couldn't no. work out what the hell was going on. So I, uh, I, I, I work in healthcare, and I have a good relationship right. with all my uh, patients. And they know for years, a lot of them I know well, that the boys are dancers and Lola plays football and they think it's an upside down E type of house, but they think that's quite cool, you know, and that's, oh, that's yeah. good, good for you. And then because they're all older now and I, and some of these patients I know pretty well and I can say, yeah, and they're all, they're all queer and they go, oh, right, yeah, no. And others are like, no, how do they know? <laughs> how do they know? Or, but what about your grandchildren and stuff, the classic stuff on, and I just yeah. go, well, it's not my main concern. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. the, uh, what? So, and then others, I just don't even bother saying because, you know, it's not worth the effort. It's I think just, some people you know that there's going to be a slightly less... Yeah, and others, and others, I have a couple of Christian patients who are quite keen to convert me back into the faith. Oh, really? Which is always interesting. And, and some of them, I just go, well... <laughs> convert this <laughs> and, they, and they go oh, oh they don't know they can't get the red around that that's amazing what uh, Lola and Dylan like uh, what about how you're perceived by people in the wider world and your school and, and uh, when when you're growing up and all that um when I was younger people used to like my friends used to say to me oh that's so weird like not that we were queer because we didn't know back then but they were like oh that's so weird you guys are like upside down if only you'd been born before Dylan or after Quinn or something and then maybe you will you would like dresses and stuff and they would like normal boy stuff and things like that. And people would say that to me. But to be honest, I don't think I realised that it was like not actually a very nice thing to say for Mm. ages. I thought it was just like, oh, well, you know, we're quirky or something. People do like that quirky word, that's for sure. Yeah, all the time. Shut up. It's so weird. They're like, oh my God, you guys are so quirky. It's like, that's not a compliment. You just make us sound like we're weirdos. We're not that weird. It's quite normal to be queer. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When people ask me about the kids, they say, well, in what, you know, how does it work? And I, it's something that I've, I think the kids know, I've, I struggle with this in that Quinn is really easy to understand for me because I'm old and he's just a big, you know, he's a big queen. He's, but he's not actually, if you ask him how he identifies, he's, he's would say he's more pansexual, but he is quite camp. He's got a he's fabulous, flamboyant. he's got a fabulous sh- shoe collection. He's got a glitter ball. <laughs> He, fulf- he fulfills some of those RuPaul's Drag Race stereotypes. You know, that 
and that's and that's and that's growing you know growing up in uh, you know uh, when I grew up that was more like oh there you go that's that's an, that's mm-hmm. easy for me to explain to other people like that's what he's like whereas if you explain Dylan he's more like he doesn't now but he used to base his fashion on Trevor next door which is like a lot of gant <laughs> a lot you right. know, a lot of you know chords uh yeah. Uh, you know, a well set up man in Brighton, you know, but not, you know, the outrageous type. You know, uh, decent Filofax, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Where, uh, so that's, you know, and then Lola, Lola's like, well, you know, it's an O, it's, I haven't decided yet. I don't even know what page I'm on. Are there pages? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. And if you try and explain that to people, they just can't get their heads around it. And it's. Well, you're reminding me of. Because as because I do this podcast, I'm sort of elected the spokesperson for every gender identity, sexuality uh, on the spectrum anywhere ever when everyone's had two glasses of wine. You know, it's like, well, what is dot, 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 dot? And I'm like, I don't know, like, it's all a construct. But it's that thing, isn't it? You know, like the image of the gay man, for example. What, how does Quinn identify sexuality and gender wise? Well, he because I, I asked all of them before this in, in case I because I don't want to get it wrong, and Quinn actually um, sent me a text saying he doesn't like to limit himself to one or the other. He 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 doesn't he feels like a man, but then as far as his sexuality goes, he just feels like he falls for who he falls for. It's not necessarily a gender. But yeah, so I think Quinn would say that he is not set. He basically would uh, gauge it by person, which I I would say is pansexual, I think, as I understand it. I mean, Lola, to be fair, has taught me most of the things I know about gender and sexuality and the names yeah, Lola for everything. Is really, Lola is, is really good she knows. at that. Yeah, she's very good at explaining it all. So she's probably taught me most of I that. am the spokesperson. You're the resident spokesperson. Great. I am, literally. Yeah, she's, she's got it all not all written down. And, and in a really good, a really good positive way, uh, she's really helped educate us, and particularly me, I think me, because Kelly's, this is your podcast, so she, she knows stuff. I, I, I listen to history podcasts and true crime because I'm an old bloke. But Lola is really good and... What she shows, she holds up a mirror to me and go. And sometimes I think the stuff is like, ah, you know, you've got to let some stuff go. And, you know, and she says, yeah, but that that's just unkind. And that's, I can't remember what, what I listened to or somewhere, but when people say, oh yeah, all these woke people and all of this and all of that, and they, why they allowed this. And it's because they care. They care about other people's feelings. They care about anybody's feelings in the world. And it's like, that's really, actually really important. And you think to yourself, well, I, I know I care. And Lola will go, but, mm-hmm. but I know you do, Dad, but can you not see how that would upset me or somebody else by watching that comedian? You might have watched for 20 years and you, and you don't think anything about it, but just that little bit there is actually mean. So mm-hmm. Lola is really, they're all good at that. They're all good at pointing that out. But Lola is... Lola's very good at explaining it as well, I think. Yeah. She's... You can have a really good conversation <laughs> um, with Lola about gender and sexuality and feel very much clearer afterwards. And making you feel quite old. <laughs> yeah. And, and Lola, do, do you feel that you have a formula with those discussions that you try and be extra patient or <laughs> do you get frustrated or, you know? I think I definitely do get really frustrated sometimes. 
But I think more recently, I've tried to realise, like, you know, everyone doesn't think like me. I do think, you know, everyone should just be accepting. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't care. All that shit. That's what I think. But then I'm like, you know, it's hard. I, I think I've more recently started to realise that it is harder for other people. And I think before I didn't really grasp that. But I think I'm getting much better at getting used to that and stuff. And people aren't used to things. But I don't really have a formula, I wouldn't say. Mm. But I do try to be more patient now than before and things like that, definitely. Mm. So what would you say have been the hardest things about that perhaps you hadn't thought about or considered about parenting queer kids? What for you has been the hardest thing? Um, I think the worst thing has been how other people sometimes treat the children. Like, for Mm. instance, when Quinn um, was at... he's now not there anymore, he's finished college, but he was at dance college in Epsom. And um, he, like, the worst example is somebody spat at him out of a car and shouted fucking queer at him or something. I mean, he was only walking from classes, he had a tracksuit on, he wasn't looking Mm -hmm. particularly flamboyant or queer, I would have said. He was just a kid, Mm -hmm. a late teens kid, walking from one place to another. And somebody out of a car felt that it was upsetting enough to them to spit out of the window at him as they drove past. Mm. And I think things like that, that, was really, that was it really, was really upsetting, really upsetting as a parent. Because he's such a good kid. Like, all our kids are good kids. They're not bad people. They're not doing mm. anything, you know, to it, upset anyone else. It's really weird to me. Because in the, eight, in the 80s, and when people were into Culture Club or Roxy Music or whatever... And you would get people looking quite outrageous. And you'd get a bit of a hard time, but no one would... No one would spit at you no or, sp- or spit on you a fucking fag. They, would, they wouldn't, but they wouldn't do it in... I don't know. It's just... I thought we'd just move past that sort of... I think, actually, that's probably mm. the thing. You it's think like, that you've moved past that and that your kids will be safe. And it's but not... But actually, it's it not reminds a, you that it's not that safe. It, sound, it sounds a bit harsh but it's not in a sort of really isolated rural community or a sort of really hard working class community. It's an, it's an Epsom. It's quite middle. It's a middle class. It's like, what's that? Yeah, like why do people feel? You know, they don't. They know nothing about that person, and they still feel like it's of enough enough of an issue to somebody. And I think, like, I think and when probably we went on already holiday said, well. yeah, when we went on holiday to France, and this year. there was just this year, and one of the towns we went to, we were walking not with the children. They were the three of them were walking in front of us, and both of us said to each other that we felt like we were really getting some stares from people and we didn't really feel 100% safe. And I think we obviously, mm. as a straight couple, don't really a, get that. And in but, the other town, we're getting the... Uh, yeah, like someone... Ooh-la-la. Yeah, people were like... Someone making, gave it the ooh-la-la. Yeah. I think that's mm, the thing. It, make, it just makes you feel, actually, are our kids safe as queer people? Mm. Does it make them more at risk, I suppose? that's the most, That's the worst thing I would say. Nothing that they mm-hmm. do or anything like that. I'm not bothered about any of that. No, because they're all it, they're, it's all, only really they're like, all really sensible, good kids. They're who, just good kids. Like who know how to you hear that? Know, to have a, know how to have a good time mm-hmm. and not be reckless. Yeah, they're not and, like but, yeah. but have a good time, but not they're not idiots. They're they're sent. You know, they're good kids. They work hard. They do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. All of that stuff. But actually, but to the, some people, that doesn't matter because they've made a judgment. Mm-hmm based on what they think about them or I think that's the worst mm. thing about parenting queer children what's the best thing the biggest surprise the most wonderful thing um I don't really know they're just they're, they're just brilliant sensitive caring loving and lovable 
people. I'm not sure that it's anything to do with their they, queerness necessarily. And it doesn't, just, and that's just. They yeah, are. And it's not. It's. I don't think almost doesn't really. I don't think we really think. About I do it that wish much. Quinn was a size bigger because he's got some great shoes, <laughs> and I don't have access to that. <laughs> that's but, but that's a slight disappointment. He's a size nine. Or I wonder if because they're queer, they're actually really generous because they are mm-hmm. understanding about being slightly different to other people. So maybe they're more generous with with people. I, I particularly appreciate it because Kelly's got someone to go shopping with. Yeah, that's great. They're really good shoppers. I'm and sh- the boys are really good, particularly Lola's very honest, but the boys are very good at evaluating whether I should or shouldn't wear something. Yeah, I'm just shit. <laughs> Actually, Lola's pretty good too. I, I don't even get taken. No, we don't take you shopping anymore. It's not worth it. What do you feel that you've learned most from parenting three queer children? I think what you said about understanding that there's a lot of different people in the world and actually be kind to people. Be kind regardless of what yeah. people are or how they, how, how they express themselves, what their sexuality is, what their gender is, all of that stuff. Just be kind. Yeah, and they are... <laughs> No matter, although we are whatever early twenty first century, it's still not totally acceptable. And they're all they're all queer, and yet they. The good thing is, I don't. They think about it, but they they don't. Now they're all a bit older. They don't stress out about it. They just are who they are. And if other people don't like it, well, that's their problem. And yeah. I think they think that way, and that's such a relief, really. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Lola and Dylan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We've got the we've got the sign. I zoned off. out a bit, I can't lie, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was listening, but then I was just kind of like I didn't really yeah, know. This, this is another this thing. Is another sorry. thing of Lola. This is Lola. <laughs> so mid mid explanation, some would say yeah. lecture. <laughs> and you think right and you're trying to understand it and Lola's gone gone. <laughs> She's like, well, move on, Granddad. Really? You know, I've said what I've said. If you can't pick it up, I'll block me. I love oh, it. Oh. So, any tips for parents on parenting queer kids? What would be your three big tips? Ooh, three. I think don't worry about the small, yeah. the small things. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't. Yeah, definitely don't worry about what other people think. And talk to them. I think there's some good shit on Netflix. Yeah. And on the and on podcasts and podcasts, oh, there are some. Okay. Just it's really interesting. Partic- I think particularly Netflix more than any other streaming service or show that there's there is so much more exposure. It's some overt and some very subtle. That actually, it's it's okay to let your kids watch that stuff because they will just make up their own mind and yeah. they'll watch it on their phone anyway. <laughs> are we talking like Heartstopper stuff like that? Yeah. Well, there's loads of... I mean, Heartstopper was wonderful, but there was there was a lot of stuff before Heartstopper that I think the kids were watching that, um, that Even, was... Uh, like Lola was saying, she sort of What were you realized, watching this morning, Lola? Um, this is about a, One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. What's that about? It's about a Cuban family living in America, and they have a daughter who is queer, and she, actually, I think she's a lesbian, and she dates a non-binary person and stuff, and it's like... Because they're Cuban and because their culture is different, they have to talk about like the acceptance through also being religious Cubans and stuff. And the mum was in the army, and it's just it's oh, it's so good. I can't even. It's so good. 
I think yeah, if you're looking for three, I think the other one is just keep talking to your kids. Don't yeah, just talk don't to shut them. them out. If you've got worries, you need to talk. You can talk to someone. Just keep talking. Just communication. We're not going to get anywhere if we don't talk to each other with anything. So you just got to be there for them. Wonderful. And understand their fears and anxieties as much as you can. That's so nice. What a lovely family you all are. Yeah, we're all going to be shouting at each other when this is over. I can't believe you said that! (laughs) (laughs) Let us know what you thought of that. What a brilliant conversation. What amazing parents. They make me all emotional how inspiring they are. I just, you know, more families like that would solve so much... Oh, we're just arriving and I haven't finished talking. (gasps) We're arriving... Um, okay, I'm not late. That's good. We got we got here in two minutes to spare, Kate. And we didn't speed. Um, next week, we are delivering you the ultimate Queer Pride podcast crossover because we're doing a crossover with the podcast hosted by Tom Allen and Susie Ruffle. I love their podcast. If you haven't ever listened, it's those two just gassing about life and it's very, very funny. So that's next week. In the meantime, get in touch. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com at homosapienspodcast on Facebook at homosapiens on Instagram and email your comments, your questions and your agony uncles to hello at homosapienspodcast.com I think I've already said that. Goodbye, everybody. And Kate, you're not really cancelled. I'm sorry. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Powered by Spirit Studios.